Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Hello, people of Earth, and hello, people of the internet wrestling community. My name is Curtis Spears, and we're back today for episode 22 of the Smart Foundation podcast, here to talk some wrestling. But I'm not alone. I've got the edge and Christian to my gangrel with me, Shane Campbell and Stephen Jordan. Boys, how you doing today? Doing great. Very well, as always. All right. Are you ready to get broody? <sighs> I that song is the fucking jam too. Like Jim Johnston, Gangrel's theme and fucking Goldust theme. Yep. It fucking the jams. The jams. All right. So, uh today we're going to be doing a this week in wrestling sort of uh episode if we've timed this right. I don't want to give away the gimmick, but we are recording this ahead of time. If we've timed this right, this should be going out the second week of August. So, we're going to be doing things uh, that have happened in the second week of August, uh, in the year of our Lord, whenever the fuck it was. Uh, we're each going to come up with one thing, and then we're going to talk about it and why we think it's important. It doesn't. It's not everything that happened this week in wrestling, uh, in wrestling history. It's just one thing that we found in our studies of wrestling. Yes, we are scholars of uh, of wrestling, yes. and uh, here we are. Yes, obviously, <laughs> we know that Stephen is. After he beat our asses in that trivia game. Spoiler. But spoiler. <laughs> well, this is going out after. This is going out after, so they should already know that because they should be listening yep. every week. So, um, who wants to go first? Go for it. Um, Don't all jump at once. <laughs> we 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 will let our, our, our newest member tackle ahead. That's right. Yes. That's Steve. Yep. You really yeah. Impress us with your knowledge. Oh God, here we go. Well, I was <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit torn because I figured that possibly Shane might go for some sort of um, G one stuff or something, so I kind of left that stuff alone. Um, there was a slight honorable mention of Big Ram Vader winning the IWGP Championship, um, which started yeah. his year. He started his over a year long thing, but I wasn't going to go for that. Um, so in the end, I went out of my wheelhouse a little bit and went back to the Impact Zone for uh, TNA Hard Justice two thousand and eight. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> right on. We're going to get some TNA time in here. and But not the good kind, but the, the regular kind. <laughs> Sadly, so, no guy with the rally house on this episode. Uh, yeah. Tell us right. tell us all about TNA Hard Justice 2008. Well, yeah, I, I rewatched it back a couple of times and took a few notes here and there. Um, yeah, it was uh, from the Sovereign Bank Arena in Trenton, New Jersey. Um, I'm assuming that's accurate. Um, and, um, yeah, it was a one, two, three, four, five, seven match card. Yeah. Um, uh, first match as normal with TNA back in the day. I don't know if they still do it these days. I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, but we had an exhibition match to kick things off, which they always used to seem to do. Um, Car crash TV, like WCW always started mm-hmm. off hot. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's always, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, pop the crowd and everything. Um, with, uh, Pete, Pete Williams and his, uh, um, mini Scott Steiner, uh, attire, um, big PD pump. That's the one. Um, 
with um, an absolute gigantic lady, uh, Rucka Khan. Jesus Christ, that woman is huge. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I know Pete Williams is a short guy, but I mean, Amazon lady, Jesus Christ. Um, and he was defending the exhibition title against Consequences Creed, um, as we all know. Yes, Consequences know. Creed. Yeah, Shane's a, motherfucker right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just your, your, your usual exhibition spot fest match, load of um, flippy moves and things, really nice execution of some moves. Um, Pete Williams with a beautiful, um, he jumps over the top rope into a hurricane runner and then does his little poses. That was really cool. Um, yeah, it was a, a, actually a really quite good match, actually, to be fair. Um, also, here are my notes. Um, the only thing as usual with TNA, um, had to have a bullshit finish. Um, where um, uh, Tavari comes down, but I didn't catch his name and his his TNA name. Um, the lad used was to it, be. Oh, was it Arya Davari? Yeah, the guy. The lad used to be with um, Muhammad Hassan. That guy. Yeah. So, what was his TNA name? Shit, yeah, I, was, uh, I must. Have, I haven't. I haven't written it down. That's ba- bad, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder who was TNA's booker in two thousand eight. Yeah, I'm looking up TNA Booker 2008, and it's just Booker T matches. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, I mean, as far as I was aware, Pete Williams was supposed to be the heel, um, but the crowd were right behind him. They didn't, they didn't want anything to do with Consequences Creed. Um, they cheated everything that Pete did, especially when he popped the sharpshooter on. Um, they went nuts for that. That was quite cool. Um, but then, as I say, bit of a bullshit finish. Um, Davari comes down, levels. Um, consequences with a chair to the back and Pete Williams picks up the Canadian Destroyer for the win um, and then he gets in the ring and Tavari gets in the ring and cuts an anti-American promo of course um, he did and even that sort of didn't really go over very well like it didn't go over as you know as heated as I thought it was going to but there we go um, second match in the card as uh, a women's six-man tag featuring the beautiful people and awesome Kong against ODB uh, Gail Kim and Taylor Wilde um, about the only thing I remember about Taylor Wilde is that she got recognised at her sunglass stand um, that she used to work at or something, and then sort of like, oh, maybe this wrestling thing is because she wasn't earning enough money, sort of thing. Um, you know, you're <laughs> okay. you're the you're the TNA Knockouts Champion, Taylor Wilde. Now, here I want this pair of sunglasses, sort of thing. You know, um, you, I, I sp- you you you're pretty hot now. Yeah, that's go it. for it. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, just a generics. I mean, Tracy Brooks. The female referee. Um, that's around about the time that she was trying to be the the commissioner, I think, of the women's division, um, or something like that. Um, from from memory and from the loose promo packages that they gave. Um, yeah, uh, I say not a lot really going on the match. It was, I mean, get Gal Kim. I feel so bad for her sometimes because she always seemed to be in that. Her both her Fed runs were just marred with just bad booking and just general uh, didn't she i think she had a really bad second time didn't she, didn't she get knocked out or something on the second I time think so. when she was in the fed yeah and that really didn't help her very much sort of thing but i mean in um she was great in tna um from what i remember um the match was sort of revolved around her um good little match um finished up with a taylor wild rolling up angie love for the for the free so another win for the good guys there that's good and uh, third match in the card, tag team title match. Beer Money against LAX. Uh, that's the Homicide Hernandez version of TNA, of, of LAX. Yeah. yeah. The, good, the really good one. <laughs> that's it. Um, 
they sort of played on. I think a, 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 they mentioned in the Mike's name, Don West on commentary. They mentioned that um, Hanan uh, homicide had been, yeah, homicide had been through a table with plate glass on it. I think something to do with the Dudleys the week before or a couple of weeks before. Um, so they, the focus on him was sort of on the on the taped up back. He got his shirt off and started you know clawing at his at his plasters and his wounds and things. Um, there was some. Um, Beautiful, beautiful tag team tandem moves from LAX. So I actually forgot how good they were. Um, oh man, LAX was awesome. <coughs> Homicide was it, Homicide's bad. So yeah. like, yeah, I, I can imagine that was a great match. Um, I don't know if any of you played the uh, the TNA video game, but LAX, I hated them. I could not get past that match for love nor money. And then I, I was only kind of aware that they even made a. Uh, a, a TNA game. A yeah. I barely remember it. They had a couple. For... Did they have two? Yeah. I remember they had. I remember they had toys because I used to have the Kurt Angle TNA mm-hmm. toy. Because Kurt Angle was my yep. man. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, not a lot of people don't realize he spent more time in TNA than he ever did in WWE. But he's considered oh, a yeah. WWE legend. I mean, it's it's bizarre. Um, kind of, kind of like yeah, AJ Styles um, in WWE. So it's just reverse. Exactly. Yeah, AJ Styles spent more time now in yep. WWE. He's had more matches in WWE than he ever did in, in yep. TNA. Yeah, um, there was one absolutely fantastic spot where um, uh, Hamas, uh, Hernandez border tosses Homicide over the top rope into Beer Money. I mean, that was just the sheer height that he got as he tossed him. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, and then uh, uh, finish of the match comes. Um, uh, Bobby Roode beer bottle to the face of, of Homicide and and um, uh, James Storm with the roll up and the win. So new tag team champions crown there. Um, the next match was an absolute bizarre match. I'm assuming it's it's, uh, it's a sur- um, surrounded SoCal Val because that's Black Win. It's, it's Black Machismo against uh, <laughs> Sanjay Dutt, the Guru. Um, back when um, Jay Lethal had his uh, Black Machismo Macho Man gimmick, um, and I. Uh, from the promo package, uh, him and SoCal, Jay Leith and SoCal Val were sort of involved. Um, and he'd asked to marry him and all sorts of stuff. And Sanjay Dutt was trying to move in on his territory. So we had a tuxedo chain, black tie, uh, brawl and chain what? match. Of course oh my they God. did. Where the, of course they did. And the, the, the rules are quite simple. Either pin your opponent or strip his tuxedo off. So one for the ladies there. Oh, yeah. Um, um. Yeah. That sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. And actually, to be to be fair, I mean, Sanjay. Dutt, I mean, f- f- he consummate professional. Never ever seemed to mess up. Always does. You know. He's oh waiting. no. Sanjay Dutt was it, dude. He yeah. was so good. Yeah. Um. Not like what we say about that match. Um. Chain was used in in, in numerous adventurous ways. There's some good sort of cha- um chain uh, chain wrestling. Boom. In that, um, and Jay Lethal wins with his Macho Man elbow off the top rope, and uh, yeah, just wins that match. Uh, following match, probably the, the 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 match I most look forward to rewatching: um, AJ Styles versus Kurt Angle in a Last Man Standing match. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, and just uh, the sheer caliber of that match. I mean, it's just a shame that so many people haven't seen or didn't watch TNA back in the day. Um, I mean, even I didn't. I, I watched bits and pieces here and there, sort of thing, but nothing with regularity. And going back to watching this match is making me actually watch want to watch more. Um, uh, absolutely beautiful match. Um, 
I can't do it justice uh, for how good it actually is. You just have to just go and watch it. Um, one of the finest that you, AJ, uh, right at the end, Kurt Angle going for the Angle Slam and AJ counters with a little bit of a roll up into the Styles Clash. I mean, In, was, directly into the Styles Clash. Yes, I remember that. It's so fucking good. Absolutely amazing. Like I say, a beautiful, beautiful match. Um, like I say, I can't do it any justice. Um, and then the final match of the evening, uh, Samoa Joe, the world champion against Booker T in a six-side steel cage match with weapons. Because why not? See, you, you've got Samoa Joe, one of, the, one of the best wrestlers on the planet at that time and still at this time. And you've got Booker T, like an amazing professional wrestler, someone who can entertain off the charts, charisma for days, athleticism like a motherfucker. And yeah, we're going to we're going to hamper their storytelling by putting them in a cage with weapons. What the fuck was the booking committee thinking for that one? Come on, guys. Let those two go and let them just have a thir- you know, 25 minutes and let them fucking go and tell a story and see what they can do together and it would probably be fucking magical. Yeah, it was it was just uh, it was- waste opportunity um there was it was there was some good spots here and there but it just mostly revolved around the weapons you know um the the show long storyline apparently was revolved around sting whereas sting he's going to pop out and do something because he's been turning a bit heel tendencies there um and was this was this joker sting uh i don't think so no no not um not from the uh, the promo package um I, i think sting attacked they showed it the promo package, but I don't remember. They sing attack someone right before the pay-per-view, and then he turned up without face paint on it. They start the pay-per-view, and they were looking for him the whole evening sort of thing. A bit like yeah, reminiscent of The Undertaker, looking, Leslie Nielsen looking for The Undertaker in 94. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, 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 just a, a slobberly brawl um, with... I've just realized I've missed out a match. Oh, you donut, Jordan. Um, I missed out the tag team match. Which is right in between the AJ Styles and Kurt Angle match and the Jay Lethal match, which was Christian and Rhino against Team 3D in a New Jersey Street fight. Um, yeah, more ma- more weapons. More so weapons, that's what we need yeah. on the yeah. So we've got a chain, a cage, and two matches featuring weapons. Yeah, guys, mostly walking for <laughs> Team 3D. Um, I, th- I think the fact that I left it out speaks volumes. Um, anyway, back to Kurt Angle, back to, back to Smo- Smoa Joe and Booker T. Uh, match well, hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what were you going to say? It wasn't back then didn't uh wasn't like hard justice kind of like their extreme rules kind of themed pay-per-view anyway where it had a little more like gimmicky violent matches if i remember could be yeah um i remember uh when bruso was involved there was a lot of gimmicky matches involved sort of and this this was the time i looked up who the bookers were at this time this was when the time uh when the booking committee was jim Cornette, dutch mantel and vince russo there you go yep so (laughs) gross and um yeah basically uh, at the end of the booker t match uh booker t goes for the axe kick onto samoa joe onto a chair and then just he jumps up with the axe kick uh, lights go out and then they're out for a couple of seconds here and there. And then the lights come back on. Samoa Joe's got a guitar. Uh, never draws a dime. And uh, hits um, Booker T in the head uh, to retain the title. And it's then the implication that Jeff Jarrett is back somehow. Apparently. With his, with his ghost guitar. Fuck yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jeff Jarrett. I'm going to I'm gonna go to my fucking grave saying this. Jeff Jarrett is an elite level worker. Say what you want about... Jeff Jarrett, you're wrong because Jeff Jarrett fucking rules. <laughs> I'm, I'm, 
I think Shane's leaving. I think <laughs> Shane Shane can leave. Shane can leave all he wants. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett fucking rules. Jeff Jarrett in ring, it top notch, S tier worker. Okay, <laughs> cry about it. <laughs> well, that that's that's gonna have to be a, a future episode on. Uh, or maybe a future flowers. I don't know. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. No, Possibly. I'm looking. I'm looking at the 2008 Impact lineup. You guys want to hear some some uh, some of the names that were in TNA in 2008 that people were shitting on constantly? Hmm. Yeah, go for it. All right. So obviously AJ Styles, Alex Shelley, who I fucking love, Austin Creed, Shane's boy, right? Bobby Roode, Booker T. Team 3D, of course, uh, Devon and, and Bubba Ray. Uh, you've got Nick Aldis, uh, Brutus Magnus, who you know is currently the running all around the NWA, uh, being the man there. Chris Saban, Christian Cage. All right, you've got an el- elite level commentators in Don West and Mike Tanay. Elix Skipper, he's a member of my boys' stable, right there. Uh, Homicide and Hernandez, obviously. Hiroshi fucking Tanahashi was in two, uh, was in TNA in 2008. Uh, so you got uh, James Storm, Jay Lethal, uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Jimmy Rave, uh, Mil Muertes, uh, Kevin Nash, who was past his prime at this point, but still fun fun to watch. So you've got Kurt Angle, Lance Archer, uh, Matt Morgan, who could have been more. I'm not sure why he wasn't. Petey Williams, like you mentioned before, Raven, okay, Samoa Joe, and you've got Senshi or Loki, you've got Sonjay Dutt, and uh, Sheikh Abdul Bashir is uh, what is, that's his name from, yeah, that's uh, who Arya Davari was in TNA. That's just their, their like men's division. I haven't even looked at their women's division yet. And that's, that's not even the full division. There's still other people. In, oh, I just looked at their women's division. Oof. <laughs> you, you, Oof. you, you lost me okay. when you said, when you had um, elite and Don West in the same sentence. Are you kidding me? Don West and Mike Denae was the fucking tandem, bro. I could never Get take Don West serious because he used to sell pocket knives at two in the morning on infomercials. So I, I knew him from that before I knew him from TNA. <laughs> I was like, what is Pocket Knife dude yeah. doing yeah. yelling at me about this match? <laughs> some some people say if you're if you listen quietly on the on on a cloudless night, you can still hear Don West somewhere yeah. right now. <laughs> screaming into the abyss. Screaming at me. It's commercial break <laughs> right now, Don. Stop. I, I don't know, man. Don West, Don West was so excited all the time, and fucking Mike Tenay was the fucking professor. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that with Mike Tenay. I got nerdy stuff, but like, yeah, Don mm-hmm. West. At any time, I thought he was gonna just, you know, start talking about a knife set that has like a wolf and a dream catcher on it, and then like, hell yeah, this is bad. Do you want to hear some other people they had at the same time though? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so at the same time. They had Curry Man. Oof. They had 
Disco Inferno. <laughs> they had they had Gold Dust when he was overweight. Black Rain Gold Dust. Uh, meow meow meow. <laughs> they had, oof, some of these are bad. They had uh oh, oh Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner not together, but you know Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner. Uh, they had Tyson Tomko. <laughs> there were some bad there were some bad people here too and i wonder who they put over more you know bg james or or uh, aj styles jeff jarrett yeah but yeah uh, they're jeff jarrett <laughs> shut up shut up your face shut up your face i hate you let's get off okay shane your turn what, what did you want to talk about for <laughs> this week in wrestling right. history this week i went um a little further back to, um, I'd say, a pretty important event in WCW history. Um, Hogwild 96. Oh, you went with WCW as yeah. well. Okay, cool. So Hogwilds, Roadwilds, they were they were both. Um, it was one of my favorite pay-per-views back then. I, I was a... Is that the one with the yeah, motorcycles? I was a mark for any okay. outdoor pay-per-views. Like, I loved it. So, yeah, the, the motorcycle stuff... That was great. Um, it was a huge card. Um, just just to name like a, a, a few, um, and you know, this this is without even mentioning the main event that was Public Enemy versus Dick Slater and Mike Enos. We won't even get to that one. Um, Dirty, Dirty Dick. Dick. Dirty Dick Slater. Um, but so we had just to name a few. Uh, we had DDP versus the Renegade. Oh, the Renegade. So that was a match that oh, happened. No. Um, that was a match that <laughs> happened. They, 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 there was a random um, one that they threw in there with uh, Arn Anderson versus Hugh Morris. That was a very physical match. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. Because this was yeah, also, yeah, you know, peak, kind of peak Dungeon of Doom era, Hugh, Hugh Morris. 1996? Yeah. Early 96 was definitely when they were shoving the, the Dungeon of Doom down. They were like right when Monday Nitro mm-hmm. started. It was all every Sullivan, Sullivan, my son. It was just like the first six months of Nitro were Dungeon fucking Sullivan dragging out the Dungeon of Doom. We're going to destroy Hulkamania, blah, blah, blah. Even when like Ric Flair was champion or when fucking um, Macho Man was champion, like Macho Man champion, Hulk Hogan out at the same time, fending off the Dungeon of Doom, and like they would hit Macho, and Macho would just be laying on the fucking apron while they were all attacking fucking Hogan. God, oh, don't they want the belt? No, they what they should have done. All those fucking losers that were in the Dungeon of Doom, Zodiac, you know, all those, all those idiots. And John Tenta. I was going to say, you just threw your boy under the bus. <laughs> Don't nobody. Yeah. Don't nobody disrespect John Tenta in this household. He just did. All those idiots, they should have just been like, you guys are done. You're, you're done. Sullivan can maybe be a mouthpiece for, for the giant if he needs to. That's all we need. Have him bring out the giant instead of bringing out the fucking clown show that was the fucking dungeon. So I, I, I think I read somewhere, I, I could be wrong, that like basically that was all part of... Hogan's deal with initially signing with WCW was, you know, to have... Oh, Hogan getting jobs for his friends? Well, yeah, that and just having, like, a a big entity like Dungeon of Doom to kind of help put him over. Because, you know, no one had heard of Hulk Hogan before then, so he needed extra help to 
get over in WCW. Yeah, he did. Well, I mean, he did because fucking if you watch those old 1996, like if you watch a, a Nitro from like April or May 2006, it ain't good, man. People are not digging Hulk Hogan. They were booing the yep. shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And mostly it's because, you know, you'd have you'd have a a match that started out with, you know, Macho and Ric Flair opening the fucking show for the for the WCW title. And the show ends specifically with. Hogan facing off against one man gang or something in the mm-hmm. main event. That is a, that is an exact fucking episode. Yeah. Macho Man w- wins the fucking title on uh, on the opening match of Nitro, and Hogan ends the night with the uh, w- and oh, and in between Harlem Heat versus Sting and Luger for the WCW yeah. title. But Hogan goes on in the main event versus that one man about right in a non-title yeah. match. Yep. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my life. Anyway, so uh, continue on. Yeah, so we got, who else do we have on there? Uh, I was a little bit torn on this match because I was a big Fire and Ice fan. Um, this, this was at, oh. this was during their feud, though. So this was, you know, their one-on-one match, Ice Train and Scott Norton. Um, yes. But then it gets it gets into the, the, the meat, the meaty meat. Um Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, we had Ultimo Dragon and Rey Mysterio. Woo! Woo! Oh. <laughs> uh, we had uh, Bull Nakano versus Medusa. A random but also great I take match. That. I with, take that. Uh, Benoit versus Malenko. Just threw that one in there. Um, yes. Tag team titles was uh, Harlem Heat versus the Steiners. Like this, this, this yes. pay was loaded. Yes. U.S. title. That's a fucking um, car. U.S. title was uh, Flair versus Eddie. I forgot that was even a thing. Shit. Jeez. Shit. Yeah. And then um, I think we only got we only got Flair versus Eddie like three times. As far as like so that's televised. that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. Then we had uh, uh, obviously this was uh, NWO. For life during that time, so outsiders were Sting and Luger. <laughs> there it is, and um, he's rubbing his shirt yep. on the microphone and everything. <laughs> NWO Steven. too, too sweet. sweet. I'm sorry, what were you saying? And then the uh, the main event. Speaking of Hogan being in the main event of stuff, um, you know, Hollywood Hogan versus the Giant, and this this was this was. Not only was this a really awesome card, bad. The match itself was typical <laughs> between the Giant and Hogan. It's uh, it, did it end with a buggering? Well, you know, it's not. It's not my favorite match. <laughs> you know, obviously my favorite match was the uh, the Monster Truck Sumo match. We've uh, that's a throwback. Obviously. Five star um, classic. Five stars. But what what was cool about this was this was the first time that um, they spray painted the title. So this is this is what started oh, that. So mm-hmm. was it fantastic? Yep, because this this was the that's right. first pay per view as Hollywood Hogan, because it was the month before is when they formed. So I thought the first pay per view they had as Hollywood Hogan. Oh no, it was his first title defense as Hollywood Hogan was against Ric Flair at Clash of the Champions on free TV. Okay, yep. sorry. I got my I got my things messed up. Yeah, no, that's that's fucking what a cool like this week in yeah. wrestling history, man. 
That's mm-hmm. outstanding. You guys have gone like, and you've gone really in depth about it, and I really appreciate that. So mine is a series of matches that were had throughout the summer. There were 15 of these matches total throughout the summer. The final one ending this week in, in the wrestling history in 1992, a mini forbidden door summer between new Japan pro wrestling's Steiner brothers versus all Japan pro wrestling stalwarts, Terry Bam Bam Gordy and Dr. Death, Steve Williams for the WCW slash NWA unified tag team champions, 15 matches. These guys were shortening each other's fucking careers for an entire summer. Um, I I know I sent you one of their matches that was from July of this year. It was uh, a 30 minute time limit draw. Did either of you guys watch that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so good. (laughs) They were just, there were so many lariats and suplexes and versions of slams that you just wouldn't see anywhere else, but like in a Japanese style. And somehow they were both making it happen in America and the fans were fucking living for it. There was a spot in the middle of the match that we were watching where they were working over Scott Steiner's knee for about five minutes and it just kind of drug a little bit. But once they went back to all the big lariats and the, you know, once they started walking the King's road again, man, the fans, the American fans were fucking loving it. it's, It's funny because American fans aren't really, they're not really primed for that style of match, but like when you've got four dudes, like four of the baddest dudes ever to enter a wrestling ring in Scott and Rick Steiner, Terry Bam Bam Gordy and Dr. Death, Steve Williams, man, what a fucking show they put on. And, um, you know, those matches you can find, uh, you can find online if you don't have the, If you don't have the network, I think there were three that were televised. I can double check on that. Um, But the, yeah, the one I sent you was just a 30 minute fucking slobber knocker for the uh, titles. Let me see here real fast. So, so would you say otherwise that Dr. Death and, 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 and Gordy were a little bit limited against other opponents? Because um, I, I feel like with their wrestling it, style, there, there was a lot of stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff they couldn't really yeah. do uh, with yeah. other guys. Like you, like you could put them in there with, you know, the Steiners and and have them fucking show out. You could put them in there with like, oh god, I'm trying to think of other tag teams that would have been around. You could put them in there with like Vader or Scott Norton. Or something like that, but they wouldn't be able to do that against someone like Arn and Flair. Yeah, you know, they, they wouldn't be able to hold hold that. Well, Arn maybe, but you you wouldn't be doing that to stars in in America. Right. Yeah, and I think maybe that kind of maybe that hampered them a bit. Um, I know, like they were talking about when when they brought. Steve Williams into they were before the brawl for all they were going to have him feud with Steve Austin and I don't think that would have gone very well for either of those people because Steve Williams has a very different style from from Austin and I don't necessarily know that it that would have been a good mesh you know Austin wasn't exactly looking to take a fucking you know backdrop driver or anything like that at that point in his career so maybe it's best they didn't feud yeah. 
but um, that is in its rare. Yeah, way, that's. I think brawl, sometimes you have like two brawling styles. It doesn't always translate well in like a good match. Well, I mean Williams. Williams' style wasn't exactly brawling. I mean, there was a brawling element to it, but he also was, uh, you know, all American, you know, Greco Roman style wrestler. And he was, he had a ton of fucking like suplexes and things like that. He was like a proto Kurt Angle, you know, um, that, that style of wrestler. And I don't know that that would have been anything that Austin was interested in dealing with at that point in his career. So, uh, and, you know, when you when you go back, you can watch some of these, uh, some of their matches on. Uh, there's like Facebook groups you can watch them on. You can find like Vimeos and stuff like that where you can watch um, Terry Gordy matches and you can watch Doctor Death matches in all Japan at the time, and you can see where that meshes with like a Steiner style, and it's really fun to see the the King's Road defensive style of all Japan pro wrestling versus the all offense style of new Japan pro wrestling and the strong style. So you've got the, the Steiners who are, you know, they're you'll, you'll hit them with a big slam and they'll stand back up and fire up and say like, you didn't do shit to me. And then they come after you. That's their offensive style. Whereas the, the all Japan Kings road style is you take a big move, you take a couple of chops, you look for your opening, and then when you do, you capitalize and you capitalize hard. It's a very defensive thinking man style. As a, So it's the heart of New Japan versus the head of All Japan. Both of these teams really personify that. And man, these guys were fucking clobbering each other. I just I, I saw that and I was like, yeah, four, four of the hardest motherfuckers of the 90s out there doing it and, and doing it Japanese style in front of American audiences. Two thumbs up for me. Um, I was going to, I was looking around. I was like, I, I could find this or that G one final and stuff like that. And possibly find you guys a, a match to watch. And then I was like, fuck that. I'm going to talk about four bad motherfuckers shortening each other's careers. <laughs> so that was my pick for this week in the wrestling. Love it. Love it. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, that looks like another successful episode in the books, eh, boys? We're rolling. All right. Uh, So, Shane, um, where can they find you on on social medias? Social media is king underscore uncanny. You know what? I had joked about changing it to something, 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 shattered dreams, something, something. I still might end up doing that. Yes. Um, So be on the lookout for... Capital X... Capital X, lowercase x, underscore, shattered dreams, lowercase, or underscore, lowercase x, capital X. So it looks like an old MySpace mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I want. mean, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe there's a gimmick change coming. I don't know. Maybe to our, our listener out there, um, leave, leave, some, <laughs> leave some feedback. We, we actually just invited our listener onto the show to be a fucking host now. <laughs> oh, it hurts. Hey, I listen to this like three times. It's once once when we record it, once when I edit it, and then when it gets released. So I'm the biggest listener. <laughs> so, so yeah, L- listener, if you're listening, um, leave. Le- <laughs> I know you are. Big you're fan. a big fan. <laughs> Le- leave some feedback on on the uh, in the debate dungeon and uh, see. Uh, also in iTunes and Spotify. Those are some other things we really could use some 
some love on there. People rating us five stars or giving feedback, and that helps us climb the charts. Um, and we yeah. need it. We yeah. would love that. Yeah, we 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 encourage more um, ears and eyes and toes and anything else they want to contribute. We're here for it. Yes, the the toes are the natural enemy of the ears, mm-hmm. but we want to bring everyone yep. together. We do. It's beautiful. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for showing up today. My name is Curtis Spears. I'm found at ldestructo83 on Instagram and Twitter. Steven, you got any uh, social medias you want to uh, give out? No. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I don't like nobody. Fuck off. Nah, nah, Nobody needs to know what I'm thinking. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, find us on Facebook at the Smart Foundation Debate Dungeon. And uh, answer the questions and I'll let you in. If you don't answer the questions, I won't let you in. Because I know who you are, CIA. I've seen that. Anyway. Uh, yeah. And you can email the show at smartfoundation one at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, from all of us here at the Smart Foundation to all of you, uh, have a good night, Stephen. Have a good night. And say good night, Shane. Good night, Shane. Ladies and gentlemen, uh...